everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS power to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Derek, and this is episode 145 from California. Ooh, and we also have uh, Seth Thacker in studio. What's up, guys? And uh, he's just chilling. So he'll probably jump in from time to time, so I figured I would introduce him. It's kind you of probably just eliminate the one of the two THs and just go Sathacker. Sathacker? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, Sathacker. I'll change the birth certificate on that. I like that. Sathacker. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, anyway, we got we got D-Man back uh from your long travels. So I think some of the patrons know and some of the listeners know, but probably not everybody knows why y- you were in Chicago. Is where you were res- where mm-hmm. you, you resided, and now you are currently in Cali, in the Bay Area. Correct, Palo Alto. Uh huh. Um, yeah, some of the patrons know. Um, I guess the patrons who follow me know because yeah. I started posting. Everybody who follows me on Instagram know or Facebook knows, um, or could know. I should say. I don't know if everybody knows, but. And then uh, I think some of the patrons, you know, word travels fast in the in the Patreon chat. Right. So um, most of them know it too, I think. But I got a job offer at Tesla in Palo Alto, um, and it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. So we just bought our house a year and a half ago, and we are packed up and moved. Everything's <laughs> out of it now. Really? Most of it is on a moving truck. I drove out the last... So today is Sunday, um, the 25th, and I drove out on the 21st through 23rd with the truck and a U-Haul trailer in tow. That's a long because trip. Because that was going to a lot of money. I'll explain why later. But yeah, <laughs> it was a long drive. Yeah, it's a long drive. It's a it's a long drive with a trail. Like, how cool is it, though? Your trail rig on 40s towed a u-haul trailer literally across the country oh like most of the way across the country i mean yeah trailers are for boats unless they're behind a trailer a trail <laughs> rig no with your shit in it unless they're behind a boat right oh, i guess i drive a, wait a minute how's that work <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the trailers are for boats to go on yeah with toes a trail so. but your but yours I doesn't have it yeah Tow rigs, but your tow rig is also your trail rig. There we go. That's what it is. My tow rig is a trail rig. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that you made it out. So you okay? So you rolled out of Chicago. Hold on. How do I want to structure this? Um. First, I want to start off we didn't by really talk about in advance. <laughs> huh? Yeah, we did talk about. We didn't really talk about this podcast in advance. So which buckle is, up, everybody. Yeah, which is fine. This is pretty normal. Uh, welcome back. This is not the shit show you got last week uh, where it was a roast fest and we had got taken over by the wives. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I thought it was a pretty funny episode and I've heard nothing but compliments uh, so far. So hopefully yeah, everyone rolling. pretty much enjoyed I it. I was listening to that on the drive out. I was rolling. If I could roll on the floor laughing while driving, you'd have been doing would, it. but that would be unsafe. The main was funny, but the Patreon was way better. They were both amazing, but yeah, the Patreon stepped it up another. So if you enjoyed, <laughs> if you're not a patron and you enjoyed last week's episode, yeah, join the Patreon. Maybe. Come on, it's so it, sometimes it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, how much? How much does it have to be worth it to get your value of five dollars? I mean, really, right? 
five dollars worth of entertainment is pretty low bar. That's so, four episodes a month, roughly. So that's like a dollar yeah. twenty-five a Patreon episode. Oh yeah, for episode, yeah. And then on top of that, right now I think there's a uh, sixty. I should really go in there and look. There's a lot. There's I think there's close to sixty episodes in there. I think that's mm-hmm. right. Um, that sounds right. So yeah. Anyway, go check out the Patreon. Uh, the other thing is we are coming up on eight hundred uh, people in the Trail Riders group on Facebook, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so appreciate all of you that are in there and that listen to this podcast. And uh, I want to do kind of a different thing, not different, but I want to do something a little extra. Anybody that supports this podcast uh, that, you know, you listen to it weekly, every week you turn on your headphones and you listen to us on Tuesday or what have you. Um, if you would please just go grab some piece of my, of our content of the TOP content, whether it's an Instagram post or whatever. And share it on either Instagram or Facebook or just share the uh, the literal like the link to the podcast in a group that you you know frequent outside of the Trail Riders page. Um, just share it up a little bit. I would really appreciate the extra love. And it would be kind of cool if we organized it like on like Tuesday or Thursday or something like that where everybody kind of posted at the same time. So the Internet kind of got a little bit bombarded by T.O.P. fans. Um, that'd be pretty sweet. But uh, yeah. If you'll share it up with some friends, I would uh, really appreciate it. Take a day, Steve. You uh, save a day. You know, we'll, it will do. Right? Do we do it like uh, do we do it like Friday? So like this is Tuesday. Yeah, either, either Friday or Tuesday when it gets dropped. Right. But the thing it. about Tuesday when it gets dropped is not everybody listens to it right away on Tuesday. So it'll be right. scattered, which I don't know. It doesn't matter that much. You know, if you listen to it and you share it, people are going to see it. Regardless, it doesn't really matter what day it is. So if you miss the day or it's earlier than the day and you want to share it up, just share it up, share it with your friends, share it with uh, groups that you're in and stuff like that. Um, I just really appreciate the share of the podcast because we're trying to get a few more um, people listening and stuff like that. Yeah. I say Friday, September 30th. Everybody share. Yeah. Share it up. And then I'll have, uh, I should have some wheeling content. Hopefully. Hey, hey, hey. I should be wheeling that Friday. Come on, that's an accomplishment. You won't you won't be sharing that content on Friday, do you think? I'll probably share that I'm there. Okay. Right? You know, it's the core something to share. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have I'm sure I'll have some content going out, but it won't be the uh, full spread of content that'll be coming out once Jeremy gets it edit gets the edit done on it. Um that should be really cool because we're doing Fully edit before he releases, or I think he's gonna drop it in multi-part stages, so it's not a crazy yeah. long video. But I think there's gonna be quite a bit of editing uh, going on to get all put together. But we got some really cool. There's gonna be some sweet footage because everyone is uh, basically getting footage ahead of time, so like working on their rigs, packing stuff, getting that stuff done, oh, and nice. shooting it in landscape so that it will convert over to YouTube. <laughs> Um, so it should be actually uh, pretty cool. He should have a bunch of clips from everybody doing different stuff. We've got some of me, uh, working on my tie rod and stuff like that. So, um, it should be pretty cool. I'm so jealous. I'm so sad. That was like one of the big uh, moving out to California was very bittersweet in many ways. And that was one of the missing core is one of the big ones for sure. About. Yep. And so I had the dates mixed up too. So I was like, oh man, I can totally stop in on Thursday night and like hang out a little bit and then just power through the rest. And I was like, 
God damn it. It's a week later. <laughs> yep. You, oh. They got all jacked up. That would have been cool. Like, oh yeah, it stopped would've... off with a U-Haul trailer, went wheeling for two days, two, three days, whatever it is, and then tow out. Oh, that would have been best. That yeah. would have been even better if I could have wheeled too. Oh yeah, that would have been that would have been the I way. Just, like stop in and like have you know beers and campfire the first night camp there and then no 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 just just go wheeling go. go wheeling and then hook back up to the U-Haul trailer and then drive out to California. That yeah. would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> that would have been awesome content. Some my truck before that though I think you doing way more <laughs> maintenance. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, foreshadowing uh, later in the episode. I'm sure. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, so Derek is currently not set up for podcasting yet. So you guys know, may notice the audio is not quite as good as it has been in the past. He's just got a set of earbuds um, and then he has or just got him. He's in his truck and we're trying to get as good of audio as we can out of it. Um, but we are working with what we got. That's right. That's all we can do for now. And it's like warm enough that like I have to have the windows open so you'll hear like cars drive by probably periodically. <laughs> Fortunately, it's a pretty quiet street. People, neighbors, are be like, "Why is he sitting in his truck talking to his phone?" Like, I mean, look, looking I, at you his know phone. what's funny that you mentioned that because now that we don't have AC because because of California, uh-huh. um, which is weird. I have the windows open a lot, and so I'm like. Who the fuck is talking outside my house? It's just like people on the phone while they're walking their dogs, like oh, yeah. working or doing whatever. And I'm like, so this is like normal. Yep. Yeah. Probably so. You're in a in a techie-ish I mean, area. The big lifted truck is not normal, but everything else about this is normal. It's fine. <laughs> just another yee from we, Illinois. Just another yee yee. It's got Illinois plates on it. Fucking yeah. farm, farm people. You have my plates, so they know like I'm not even from Chicago. They think I'm not even from Chicago. Oh yeah. So, um, all right. So you, so we get into Derek's story here of what he has gotten going on. So you left out on the 21st. You packed up the U-Haul. What all did you put in the U-Haul? Only garage stuff. So the way the at least the way that the movers were working for us. So so Tesla gave me a relocation bonus, but it's a flat rate, right? So the cheaper we can move ourselves more money in our pocket or really the less money out of pocket we are because it didn't quite cover everything mm-hmm. um which is a mistake on my part i did not understand that the signing bonus was not negotiable after i signed the contract or whatever mm-hmm. um but anyway i digress it still helps a lot um anyway um uh, i called the movers got quotes and they're like yeah it's this much money and i was like damn that's a lot of money <laughs> Um, and I was like, so what if we don't move everything that you quote in this? And they're like, that's fine. We're going to weigh the truck before it's loaded and we're going to weigh the truck after it's loaded. And so you pay basically this much dollars per mile or sorry, oh, per pound per pound for that distance. Right. Wow. So it, it basically came out to around a dollar a pound to go across the country. Holy plus shit. there were some other fees and whatnot. And so I was like, and so we're also have to ship three cars, like my car, my wife's car in the truck or move three cars, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I got on all of them. Each car was around a little over a thousand and the truck was going to be about 3000. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I can definitely drive out there for less than $3,000 from doing it. I might as well throw a trailer behind it and tow as much shit from the garage as I can. That's heavy. So yeah. it's got the toolbox or had it's gone. Now it's all moved into the house or storage toolbox, that thick wall, 14 bolt axle. Um, 
those who know and listen to the podcast know that I have a bent rear axle and I totally drove all the way out here with it. Totally it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is that um, rear bald? Mother. <laughs> no, no, no. It was only a degree and a half, right? Yeah. So like, I, I I kept watching it and like, I even have like this little. Uh, I think it's in here. Yeah, a little RC car temp gun, little Duratrax guy. And I just kept checking the temperature across the tread width-wise on oh, really? all of them. Just to make sure, because especially, I didn't know how much tongue weight there was. I knew there was enough because I was squatting. But uh, I wanted to up the pressure in the rears. And so I would like, actually started at like 35. Mm-hmm. And I would check it. And then the middle was hot. And I was like, okay, I'll let a PSI or two out. Drove another couple hundred miles, checked it again. Like, oh, okay, it was perfect. So I ended up at like 34 PSI in the rears or something like that. And normally I run 28. So, oh, and, and that had, so you could tech, you could check the pressure or the, not the pressure, the temperature of the tread across it and see if it was over or underinflated. That's wild. That I learned that from racing actually, um, the Mazda, because my buddy was, he has this like, he has like a fancy pyrometer that you like subdermally check the temperature of the uh-huh. higher. So it pierces in like, I don't know, like less than an eighth, an eighth yeah. of an inch or something like that. Yeah. And then you would check across and that's how you determine if your tire pressures are too high or too low. And at, at the tracks we run at or ran at, you would actually, you'd need a different tire pressure inside and outside because there's so many more right turns than left and such. You know, wow. so it was kind of neat. So I was like, I'll check that to see. So the, the, if the middle of the tread is too hot, is way hotter than the outsides, then you've got too much pressure. So right. I started high intentionally so that I could bleed off and I could always add more. I'd have my air compressor with me, but less less work to bleed off than it is to add <laughs> right hold that thought what were we talking about i don't know <laughs> thank you driving the sound better. <laughs> you loaded the tools up you were loading up all oh, the yeah. okay so the more weight that i don't ship in the moving van the cheaper it is <laughs> jesus the fuck was that Fridge door closing because I moved my seat up and the seat was holding the fridge open to let it like <laughs> air out. Air out because it was on for a few days and so it was a little bit uh, condensate-y. Hopefully, I didn't break it. Okay, uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, the more weight I put in the U-Haul trailer, the less weight I uh, have to pay to move. So, which would be excellent. Uh, but yeah, it would be. Except I also had to load it. Um, so basically. Save three grand, not shipping the truck. Subtract a little over a thousand dollars for fuel. Subtract seven hundred bucks for the U-Haul trailer, and then everything else is pocketed. So even if I don't ship anything, you know, I come out roughly a thousand dollars just driving the truck with the U-Haul um, and nothing in it. So the more weight I put in the U-Haul, the better. Right. And I thought it would be around like two thousand pounds, maybe three. I'm pretty sure it was like four or five thousand pounds. You should have waited. Um, should I tried? So I went to a oh. scale. It was after hours. They're like, you can download our app, and I downloaded the app, and it was like, cannot communicate with scale. Cannot communicate with scale. And then the the next closest scale was like way far away, so it wasn't worth it for me. Um, but I started adding up the numbers, and I think, I think, and this is probably this is going to stay allegedly because I don't know the legality of this, but I'm pretty sure I was pushing 15,000 pounds truck and trailer. And my truck is pretty heavy, but that's roughly double. Yeah, that's uh, that's fat. Yeah, 
Yeah. It was slow. Um, so <laughs> day one, I drove from Chicago to Cheyenne, no issues, pretty flat. You know, um, there was some headwinds and a lot of rain. Um, but that was fine. Um, got the Cheyenne. Um, I actually met up with, when is this coming out? Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. yeah, we're fine. I met up with Derek Rickford, who's going on Ultimate Adventure. Nice. Um, who's on Ultimate Adventure now, actually. Yes. Um, he was heading east from California, and I'm heading west to California. Um, and so met up with him, actually was able to lend him a, a bed for he and his co-driver because I had a double-double set up. Um, that was fortunate, actually. They got some sleep because they were just going to sleep in the truck. Um, and What is a double-double set up? Double beds. Oh, I see. Oh, well, like in your hotel? Yeah, yeah. Rather than like a, a king or a queen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next morning, my so the way I planned it out was like do a 14 hour stint on flat ground and then do one mountain range a day, roughly, right? The Rockies and then the Sierras. Mm-hmm. And um, so I. Departed from Cheyenne to Elko was my next destination, Elko, Nevada. And um, that's up through Wyoming, which is mostly uphill. And um, that was the hardest leg of the trip. And it was like nine hours if you're not towing a trailer straight through. Um, but there was like a 40 to 70 mile an hour headwind the whole Holy way. Hell. It was awful. Yeah. Or it wasn't, it wasn't straight on. It was like at 45 degrees, but it was enough that like, Straight Even on. just when it was flat, like I was in their gear at best. So and it was think- constantly shift, you know, getting down into the low quirky range in their right. gear. Um and every single climb I would drop down into second. And there were two or three where I had to drop down into first going like thirty five miles an hour. It was bananas. Wow. The um you would think that a headwind would be the worst, but actually a sidewind or like you're saying, like that forty five degree is actually the worst because if I, with a headwind you're punching through it and you're creating that cavity. But when it's at a 45, there's no cavity. Yeah. I noticed that. Cause like on the way to Cheyenne, I would like, it would never shift out of overdrive when I was behind a semi. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in Cheyenne, I'm like, all right, I gotta get behind the semis and like, it wasn't doing anything. And so <laughs> I found out that like, if I was in the other lane, yes, directionally behind, semi it was actually better but I, I couldn't do that for very long legally right. and yeah like with people passing so yeah you're totally right there's can no just, uh can i just run beside you yeah everybody else that i'm blocking uh, we're doing that thing where we're yeah like this. it's not great to be a semi driver have somebody just sitting there in that corner because you're yeah, constantly yeah, watching sure them. like what are you doing why are you sitting there uh-huh you can't communicate i can and it's yeah right because i've been never like be next to them you know but right um i didn't i didn't go for very long anyway but i noticed like as i was either getting past or trying to pass like that was when it was a lot better mm-hmm. so that totally makes sense um so that was brutal i mean i pulled six miles per gallon that day six point something <laughs> the rest of the trip i was doing like not nah, eight high eights low nines it's not bad so, for a big truck no, it's not. Um, and like, it only gets like 11 points something if I'm going 75 or whatever normally. Right. So it's not too bad of a drop. How fast um, are you running and pulling the trailer? 
was trying to go 70. Yeah. Um, but that second day I was, I think my average, what did I do? I think it was like 55 or 58 or something like that. 55. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most stressful day. It took the longest too. Um, even though like nonstop, if you're going the speed limit, it was like a nine hour day. It took, I had to stop a lot. There were a couple of times where it started not overheat, but like get to like two, two thirty five, two forty. 240 um, on the radiator. Um, thank God I did the trans cooler upgrade because that the trans, I did a trans cooler upgrade and I put a thermostat in it. So that it would actually get to temp mm-hmm. on colder days um, or when I'm not towing or whatever. And it just, it sat at one eighty the whole time, the temperature of the thermostat. So that was good. That's awesome. Um, day three was way better. Um, what I, I didn't meet anybody on the second day. Uh, just got to Elko late, slept, and then I woke up the next morning. I went to get coffee at a place that uh, Harry Wagner recommended because he's been he's got he knows some people in Elko and standing in line. And this guy's like, I'm like on Instagram at the time, and this guy's like he saw me post something and I was, he's like, is this you? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, I saw your truck outside. Like I was going to message you, but, uh, I, he's like in the wheeling community and stuff. And he was like, I, we were already, you know, Instagram friends or whatever. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> snap, that's a, a small world. Right. Well, when you get over that, um, area, that when you get over that way where there's more, you know, yeah, more people. True. Yep. That's the point. Um, and then I met, uh, KP Polly, he's in Reno. He's got a uh, a shop that outfits you know vans and pickup trucks with yep. uh, like um, expedition type campers and stuff like that. Did we talk about and having then, him on here? We should have him on here. He did, was. Did we? Talk I mean, about he was that? talking about like let's get you know go camping sometime or whatever. And right. so we should. I, I definitely want to do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, we should get him on here sometime. He can plug his stuff and. Tell us about actual overlanding because he's been to South America and back in a pickup truck. That's awesome. That would so, be cool. Um, and then finally, I stopped in Sacramento. I met Carl Olympus. He's got a, a, a 2000, I think, Dodge on 42 or 41 and a half inch pit bulls. Um, <laughs> speaking of pit bull, you can probably hear that dog barking. <laughs> yeah, pit bull. Did you say pit bull? He <laughs> heard it coming. Um, let me see if I roll up my window. If that helps. Oh God, it's so slow. Is it the neighbor's dog? Um, that yeah, it was a neighbor's dog. Right on. Um, and I made it to California at yeah. like nine p.m. on Friday. You were saying he, the guy you met up with, has what? What's he got? Uh, yeah, he's uh extended cab, short bed, two thousand Dodge. I think it's a twenty five hundred gas. Um, on forty one and a half inch pit bulls. Double rockers. Uh, he's got a. It's a pretty sweet setup. A double-ended hydro assist. Oh, dude! I so was not- literally just talking to Joel about this. So you yeah. use the ram as your tie rod? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Sorry. You use yeah, the ram right. as your tie rod. I was telling Joel. Yeah, it has like, a drag link. Yeah. Yeah. It has yeah. It has a drag link, but you use the ram as your tie rod, and then uh, like it would be brilliant for a person to set up like that because you do that. You spend a little extra up front and build that setup with a double ended in the Ram. Then your steering is the same speed, either direction because you don't have a difference in uh, fluid volume. And then also strength. Huh? Oh, strength. Yeah. It would be and 
strength. The strength would be a good one. Yeah. Also, you're not going to bend that tie rod. That's for damn sure. (laughs) And uh, and then the other thing is, like, if you want to go full full hydro, when you get to that point, you just literally throw an orbital in and the end. Like, that's it. That's all you do. Maybe you're, you know, I'm sorry. You were cutting out. What was that? Maybe a bigger RAM. No, I just use the same. Couldn't you use this? Couldn't you use the same size RAM? I've been doing research on this for my truck because I think that would be one way to go. It's hard to do with leaf springs, first of all. Okay. Which is why I haven't done it um, to package it, right? So, um, but uh, I, the bigger the RAM, so there's a couple ways to do it, right? Because you could. If you just have a factory ported box, a, typically a double-ended RAM is a bigger RAM, so it takes a lot more fluid. Yeah. So your steering is going to be slower, which in certain Scenario. aspects is fine. But if you live in the Midwest and you drive in the snow and you need to quickly counter steer, right? You can't, right? So like my 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 RAM right now is size that I can quickly counter steer if right. I need to, somewhat quickly at least. Um, huh. But you would need some sort of type of what do they call it? When when power steering first came out, they used to just have regular steering boxes, gearboxes, and then there was like an attachment almost, which was like now they've combined them, but it was mm-hmm. like it was kind of like a quasi orbital valve sector valve. No, that's not right. I can't remember what it's called. Somebody on somebody listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Canuder there, valve. There's an old Ford. <laughs> like you can run your power steering box dumb like not power steering wise and just put fluid in it and cap it mm-hmm. and then run this in line with it and get higher flow than any factory. Or I don't know about any, but most factory ported boxes. Really? So you can get that faster. Doesn't elim- you know, doesn't slow down your steering and run a bigger Ram without slowing down your steering. It's, it's pretty neat. And I really want to dig into it more. I don't, I haven't done enough research to be an expert, only dangerous. So, <laughs> right. I wonder, uh, I would love to know if anybody has any kind of uh, information on this. I would love to see the difference in volume between your, like your existing Ram, which I think was what a seven eighths Ram. So you're uh, one and three quarter. Oh, you're on a one three quarter. Yeah. The, the body itself. And it has a, like a, what a five eights or seven eight shaft or five eights. What size shaft? Seven eight shaft, I think. Yeah, so I used to run a one and a half with a one inch shaft. And there was a way bigger difference strength-wise left to right than there is now. So right. now I have more strength. I almost doubled going to this PSC RAM, which is one and three quarter with a five eighths shaft. Um, I almost doubled the strength in one direction. The other direction, not much, not right. as much of a jump. And like why did it? What caused the the double in the strength? The more so. On a single-ended RAM, when you put fluid into one side, you've got that whole area, the whole right? Cavity, yep. right? Five inch, two inch, one and a half, or one and three quarters, whatever. Right. Times full volume divided by two square it times pi. That's the area, right? And on the other direction, though, on a single-ended RAM, you've got the the rod is there, so it's taking up space. It's taking up area on that side. So you put the same amount of pressure, right? Because your pump can only put out so much pressure, right? But same amount of pressure, but there's less square inches, you get less pounds, right? right. Pounds per square inch, right? So um, on a double-ended ram, it's equal both ways because you've got a rod on both sides. On a single-ended ram, it's not equal on both directions. Um, so what I did was 
It took a one and a half inch ram with a one inch rod. It, I don't I don't know what the math is off the top of my head, but it was much higher in one direction than the other. Right. And I went to a PSD ram, one and three quarters uh, piston diameter to and a five eighths rod. So the difference is much smaller from left to right. Right. And on the one side has the rod. The force is much higher than the old ram. So on like a buggy setup, you would have a double ended two and a half inch ram with like an inch and a quarter shaft or something like that. So uh, you seem like you know the math when you get an opportunity after this podcast, uh, do the math and calculate the volume inside a two and a half inch ram with you know without whatever shaft so like look up online and see what shaft diameters stuff like that come in that and do the volume on that and then see what that volume is compared to your uh single-ended empty side the non the non-rod side you know what i'm saying oh i did the math oh um a two inch is kind of where i would want to end up because it would be a little bit more powerful than the quarter Solid side of one and three quarter. Right. They have a little bit more areas. We're not, we're not really interested in volume. We're interested in area. Um, but uh, I think it was a two inch was going to be like the sweet spot for me hmm. with, with my current steering box. And now right. if I went to a, a higher flow steering box, basically is what we're talking about doing. A two and a half would be ideal because then I can get even more power and not limit the speed at which I could steer. Gotcha. It starts to come into a play too when you get to certain flow rates and yeah, there's a whole lot of um, there's a whole lot of uh, things to consider when you're designing a steering system. Let's put it that way. Somebody call Berkey. Berkey, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, I can run those numbers and post them or something or send them. Yeah, to I'd be you. curious Maybe to see. For the right. Um. So the. Uh, I'll be interested to see how my setup is now. So I'm running the same Ram, same pump. So I got that WJ pump, same Ram as before, which is a PSC. I think it's an inch. I think it's an inch and a half with a three quarter inch Ram or five or a rod. I'd have to look to see what it is exactly, but it's whatever Ram they recommend for the XJ XP kit or whatever uh, through PSC. Oh, it's probably one, one and a half. With a five eighths rod or a one and three quarter with a three quarter rod, which is that's actually what I have. Yeah, I don't have it's the probably, five. It's rod. probably the inch and a half with a five eighths rod. It's probably what it is. If I had to guess. Why you would need a quarter, honestly? Forties, because forties. <laughs> your Jeep is lighter. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't weigh anything. Um, so I'll be interested First, to see. I, I used to stall the one and a half inch ram in one direction. I haven't stalled this PSC ram with my truck. My truck is heavy. Yeah. The uh, I went up to I went from quarter inch lines. So the lines that I was running were like pre-made lines that one of my buddies had made when he was going to set up a system. And I was like, look, these already work. I'll just run them. And they were quarter inch. And I went from quarter inch to three eighths. So I'll be interested to see the if there's any difference in steering. And also, it shouldn't make it, but speed it will. Speed it will. That'd be good. It It, should. It needed a little. It really depends. I mean, it all adds up. Flow rate's weird, man, because it's not. There's not any one thing that dictates flow rate. But if you have one big bottleneck, yeah, that'll really slow your 
flow rate so down. Has, so if your box is like super undersized for the flow rate you need, uh-huh. you might not notice a difference going from quarter to three eighths inch lines, but it's all going to be when you're trying to steer really quickly. Right. That was always not when I have an issue with that thing. It always have a problem when I was trying to steer quickly, but it also has nineties on the Ram. So that's probably got a little bit to do with it. They do. Um, but again, it's, it's one piece of the many pieces, many pieces. So the, um, um, probably going to three eighths with the nineties, it'll probably help. You'll probably notice a difference. And then the other thing that changed is it had an EMS, uh, cap on the front of it. And that was one uh, side. And then the other one, I tapped the top of the cap, the top cap. And then this box that I just got from redhead is a Durango style box with it tapped up by the sector shaft sides. Yeah. On the side. So I'll be interested to see how much difference there is in that. I would, Does it, it really not matter. I, I wouldn't it would matter where it's tapped. Really? I don't know though. Yeah. I don't either. It's all the same chamber. Like no matter where you tap it, it's all the same chamber, but I don't know. Maybe no idea. I, I think if you see a big difference, it's probably going to be your lines. Right. If I had to guess. Well, you if it's steers, three feet, if it steers just as good as it did before, I'll be happy. Sure will. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, got that uh, set up, and then uh, got that new track bar set up going on. Working on it. I thought we had the axle aligned perfectly underneath the Jeep, and then Seth and I was just were just over there looking at it, and I'm like, oh, nope, that's off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So close. Oh, well. I'll figure it out one way or another. Did you measure or did you could see it? Oh, you measured it. Well, I could see, I think I can see it. I'm trying to plumb bob it and it's kind of a pain in the dick. There's not a lot of center shit underneath the Jeep. So we tried, Joel and I tried to plumb bob it before, like before we did all this and we did, but I think I had the axle sitting too low below ride height. And I think that, so that threw it off. I was like, oh, it's off this much. We'll just counter it this much and should be good. So it's close, but um, it, ain't, it ain't dead nuts. My you steering. taught me a trick when we were turning my wheelbase um, where you can like plumb bob off of whatever you want, really, frame rails, and you just do it straight to the shop floor. You yeah. just need at least two dots per side, and then you can take a straight edge and just draw a line. Uh huh. Then plumb off the axle oh, to I, that or whatever. I got you. I got you. So if you want to. Centered between, you know, each frame rail, you could take like the front and rear of the frame rails or uniframe in your case mm-hmm. and you pop down, mark it, mark it. Now you've got two lines, draw a line between them, scoot your straight edge forward, keep drawing that line straight, 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 straight. And then, I mean, the less you have to do, the longer straight edge you have, the better, but the less right. you have to do that, the more accurate it's going to be. And then you measure to like whatever your inner C or right. brake rotor or whatever from that line that's on the floor. I got you. Huh. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I got what you're saying. So you drop your plumb bob off the frame, draw a line parallel with the frame on the floor, and then measure from your C to that line. That's a pretty slim. That's Side, pretty, and then if it's yep. line, like, you know, one's two inches wider than the other, then you need to move your axle right. one inch in the opposite direction. Because that's the thing. Like I measured the axle from ball joint to ball joint and marked the center of the axle. And then there's a hole drilled in the center of the front cross member on the XJ that's dead center between the two frame rails, the two quote unquote frame rails. And so I used that and then I like marked that back on the, like went straight back and marked that on the oil pan 
and measured off the frame rails that way to center it on the oil pan. And I was like, okay, so this is all centered here. And we had it all lined up with a plumb bob from the oil pan down to the axle. But I think the axle was too far below ride height. So when I raised the axle up to ride height, it, you know, it moved over a little bit. So, yep. I told Seth, I was like, listen, I'll just, I'm just going to get everything put back together, get the springs back on it. It's close enough. And then I'll adjust the tie rod, uh, as or the track bar as need be to get what I need to get. If I have to, I'll pull one of the jam nuts out if I have to, but I'd prefer not to go that route. But if I have that little, that little of adjustment left, but I'll get as close as I can and go from there. Yep. Yep. Ain't no Makes thing. Sense. Yeah. I got like a half inch of adjust. I think I got like a little over a half inch really, of total adjustment. Really come down to it. You can take it to an alignment up and they'll do it for you. That sounds annoying. They can take, they can do track. I mean, no, really. It'd be like a hundred bucks. But they, right. yeah, they can adjust the track. I mean, think I about like a, any radius yeah. arm pickup. They got to be able to adjust the axle left and right. 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 I think they're fixed. I think all, Tra- uh, track bars have adjustments still. I think a lot of them do, but I believe ain't no biggie. We'll get her. We'll get her dialed in here pretty I mean, soon. I mean, it's just trucks a- from the nineties had track bars had adjustment on them. So the biggest thing is like get the get it all put back together. Get the track bar um, bracket on the frame burned in, and then so I'm, did I post a picture of the plate that I'm gonna build? I'm gonna build a plate. You that- sent it to us, I think. Did I? It was in the. I, don't know if you sent it. I think I sent that. Yeah. So I'm gonna put a little plate and I'm Probably gonna. Probably I apologize, patrons. I've been crazy busy. <laughs> non-existent. Um, I don't remember if I posted the Patreon, but nonetheless, I posted or I took a piece of cardboard and I marked it out. And so basically, it's going to under on the bottom side of the frame, it's going to slide up and index into the track bar mount um, itself, and then it's like six inches wide on the frame and then it has hole. It'll have holes drilled in it and I'll plug weld those holes. And that should, uh, give me a bigger path, like a better, bigger footprint on the bottom of the frame rail to, uh, mm. for distribution. That's what you were talking about. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, so is that going between the two plates that create the track bar mount? It's going between them and on either side. So it'll be on, it'll be about two inches oh. on either side of it and it'll be between it all. You'll widen it out, basically, is what right. you're saying. Yeah, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Help. Definitely yep. help because you then, you want like think about it this way, like leverage wise, like if you try and like choke up on a bat, mm-hmm. you're gonna have way more force on your on your on your hands than if you spread your hands apart. Yeah. So true for for what you're doing, where if you spread out the load on your not just not just add more welds that will help, but not as much as spreading out the welds. Right. Um, you'll have force on the welds if you spread them out. Right. I got you. Well, it's definitely gonna be spread out because it'll be welded all the way around the plate itself, which would be a lot of square, like a lot of linear inches. And then you'll that have and then you'll have the plug welds just to kind of help in the center to give a little extra in the center there. And then I'm gonna do on the outside of the frame rail, I'm gonna do like basically wings off the side of the track bar. So right now it's just straight up and down. And then I triple passed it. I did a root and then I did two. Um, I can't remember what they're called now. Uh, legs. I think it is. Is that right? Passes. Yeah. Two passes on either side. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Can't even say it. He's a welder. I'm not. <laughs> I'm a polisher. I can make them shiny. Do you want your welds shiny? I can make them shiny. 
don't know. If I, I don't know how strong I can make them. But anyway, I did a root pass. Then I did two more passes uh, on either side of the root pass, like to over to cover it, um, just to really put some heat in it. Because the the track bar brackets quarter, and then the stiffener is three sixteenths. So there's plenty of meat there to put some heat into. Not about that. That's going to help a lot. What's that? Yeah, the stiffeners. Oh, yeah. It's not just it's not just sheet metal. The bottom, however, is just sheet metal. It's double layered. It's double layered on the bottom, but it's still sheet metal. So I'm going to go ahead and put that uh, box, that bottom in and then put wings on it. It should be good then. Uh, just everybody just said to gusset it. Everybody that has run that style brackets like, hey, put gussets on it because you will rip it off the frame. Definitely. So, and I'm pretty sure yeah, everyone, the, the wings will help. Yeah. The linear inches is really what most. So the more you can spread out the load. Plug welds will help a little bit, especially if you've got a big gap between like two sets of welds. Mm-hmm. But the lint, like spreading it out, like spidering it out as much as you can, is going to so help the most. If if it's not, yeah. So the plug welds aren't going to be that big a deal. You don't yeah, think? honestly, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do them if it's going to be a lot of extra work for you. Uh, just drill in five holes. I would do them then. I mean, it's yeah. definitely insurance extra, right? Just kind of giving it all, all it can have. Um, yeah, I'll probably do that, and then I'll Belt burn. Suspenders. What's that? Belt and suspenders. Belt and suspenders. Yeah, is that? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Get the extra good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. Finalize that probably tomorrow. Maybe try to get that burned in and done, and then, um, and then. The steering's all put together and bled. It's just a matter of throwing the Jeep back together, I think, at that point. I think that's all I got left. Like, nice. I don't remember. But I want to put some road miles on it, so I need to get it done tomorrow so I can drive it for two days <laughs> before we go throwing it on a trailer and heading up to core. As you say, are you going to trailer it out to core or drive it? But obviously I trailer. I think I could drive it, but I'm going to trailer it. Uh, Brendan, is uh, he put the camper on the 40-foot, so we're going to put his Jeep and my Jeep on there. So nice. I don't even have to trailer it. All I got to do well, is ride. Huh? That's convenient as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very convenient. All I got to do is ride in a, in a, uh, in a crew cab Cummins Dooley and just sit back and enjoy the ride. Yep. It's, it's time to, when you can post all your content. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Except for I don't, I don't fucking ride in vehicles and text very well. My, Equilibrium doesn't love that. <laughs> so, uh, Teams keeps canceling you out. So if you start talking like when I'm still talking, it yeah, you're just your lips are moving, but nobody's home. Basically, <laughs> this fucking thing. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be a good trip, especially with. Ultimate adventure going on this week. I'm like, ah, so much wheeling that I can't do right now. That, yeah, that's soon. But look where you're at now. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, but soon I got all these people that are like, let me know when you're ready to do Rubicon. I'm like, it's going to be soon. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be soon. I promise you. um, I was talking, when I was talking to Carl yesterday, he was like, we typically like to go earlier, like late spring when there's still probably some snow on the ground because then it's less 
crowded. I was like, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it before the snow does start to fall this winter. Right. I don't know. We're going to have to see how it well, gets settled, right, to be honest. Right now, right now, it's closed down for the for the uh, fires. Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't, though, like... Right. Because it's like, well... You don't have, I, I, so I'm learning things about it that I didn't know. You don't have to do the whole thing. You can. There's many points you can cut out, or there's points you can cut out. Yeah. Um. So you could you could go out and do like a day or so's worth of wheeling and then come back, and it's like three and a half four hours from me. Right. So I could do that. Like I don't have a whole lot of patience right now. Being, oh yeah. And, and by not a whole lot of hero right now, but I won't have much until next year. And so like to really do it and like do the whole thing properly, it sounds like the you plan on three days of wheeling so like either leave thursday night um and then plan to get back pretty late sunday night um type thing from from where i'm at at least so um i would want to take at least friday off maybe like a thursday friday or friday monday thing you know to do it properly um but yeah so anyway yeah but i'll probably do like hollister or something it's like an hour and a half from here two hours do you this, listen this year? Do you listen to Wheel and Wine and Whiskey? Need to start. <laughs> yeah, you need to start. Jason Jason lives in the Bay Area. I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, he's probably not yeah, very far from you. Not. How's uh, that? He's probably not very far from you. Okay. I follow him, but I I can't keep track of everybody. Right. And with the move and everything, I'm just I'm like, I should start listening to podcasts on the drive out. And I listened, I got cut off on ours. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, music and like calling um, people to like coordinate crap. And it was just too much to like start something new. You know what I mean? In addition to all the other new crap. Yep. Oh, but I will be commuting to work every day again. So I'll have time to actually listen to stuff. What's the commute time? Not long, like 15, 20 minutes. That's not bad. There were there were a couple of weeks, or I was only going into the office like one or two days a week at my old job. So oh, really? You're working from home that much? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, because I was just in meetings all day long. So start yeah. my new job tomorrow or yesterday when this podcast comes out. <laughs> yesterday. Good guys. I hope. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Got to meet Elon yeah. and every stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and do what? <laughs> Day one, shake his hand. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the case. Um, so, uh, funny enough, that wedding we were at yesterday, uh, one of the girls that was at that wedding, she's a lawyer, and uh, she is going to interview for them for Tesla as well, but not necessarily for Tesla. Um, I almost feel like she is interviewing for a job for the Boring Company. Um, and she was saying something about like went through like one interview already or two interviews or something. And she's like, yeah, the next interview is something about like, we got to go meet with Elon. I'm like, Oh, it's different when you're a very small team. I think there's 10 people total on that team. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a team of lawyers kind of semi important. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very interesting. She's like, I don't know if I want to do it or not. I'm like, mm, I don't know. You know, seems like everything he gets into works pretty good. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. So I guess before I do any wheeling, I got to fix this issue that arose during the drive. Yeah. You want to talk about that? 
Yeah. When did it start? Um, well, I don't know much, not much to talk about really yet, except for about two hours from Palo Alto in Sacramento, right after I met with Carl. Um, and it may have started before that, but I couldn't hear it with the windows up going 70 miles an hour. And I didn't hear it driving into his neighborhood when I did have the windows down. So probably started shortly there after maybe when it cooled down, it started to be more noisy. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, I started getting the shutter at highway speeds under load with the trailer, um, where it would be like, you know, and I'm, my truck makes a lot of noises because of the roll cage and everything. So I'm like, whatever, it's probably fine. Um, and then it starts getting louder and louder. I'm like, that's weird. So I pull off. And as I'm pulling off into this gas station to check things out, I hear like a, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like you joint. Okay, that's probably fine. Like, it's not ideal, but like, I'm less than two hours away. Like, people run shitty U joints for like thousands of miles before they give up the ghost. So I'll just take it easy. Yeah. And, but the gas station anyway. And because the rear axle has like a locker in it, there's like an eighth to a quarter of a turn of play in the drive shaft. And so I put the truck in neutral on parking brake set and I'm sitting under there turning the drive shaft and I hear this like not crunchy, but like lots of like a chain reaction of like of metal touching metal where it was really like clackety, I guess is probably the better way to put it. And so I'm like, I'm trying to like pinpoint where it's coming from. I can't exactly figure it out because I've got the belly skid, so I can't like put my ear up to the transfer case right on it or with like a screwdriver. Um, but it sounds like it's coming from the transfer case. And so I take off, like, I'll just baby it. You know, when it starts making that shuddering noise, I'll back off and just go real slow. Um, I get to Bay area, tried to scale it, couldn't. Um, and then, uh, you know, went on my way home or to my new home and, um, when I got there, as I was pulling in, I like rolled the window down again because it wasn't going super fast. And um, I hear this god awful like screech, screeching, like squeaking, clackety noises, all the, the whole shebang. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> my 205 is like gonna give up the ghost right now. Um, make it to my house, no problems. Unload the trailer yesterday, and then today I go to return the trailer, and it's now it sounds more like a U joint squeal, like ear, 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 like really fast, right? You know, four times per per tire or five times per tire rotation or ten maybe. Um, and also like crunchy metal sounds when I slow mm. down. So I don't know if there's two different things happening. Or it's all one thing or what right. the deal is. But when I took the trailer off, the sounds went away. <laughs> maybe, maybe it broke a needle, uh, broke one of the needle bearings. Maybe. Um, I think it's rare unless you run out of grease, but anything's yeah. possible. Right. They are Spicer life joints. So that would be strange. Um, but yeah, so I just I got to dig into it. I haven't had time, and my new my new workshop area is nowhere near as good as even my old workshop area before the garage would have been finished. Which, for those that haven't picked up on it, is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you, did you guys put money down on that deal? 
Yeah, we burned we burned a couple thousand dollars, but yeah. it's in the, in the scheme of things, it's not the end of the world, I guess. Yeah, um, it won't be the end of like yeah. Over over the course of two years, it's not that big a deal. No, and honestly, like if we end up going back to Chicago at some point and building a garage, it it might be cheaper. Material prices may come down, right? So right. Um, it didn't make to go through with it with all that stress to like not be able to utilize it so yeah and be trying to build a garage when you're not there six months ago so it's kind of a sunk cost at that point you know what i'm saying right what you gonna do um yeah not build a garage that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> um so i'll see i'll, I'll test out kind of the the situation here it hasn't been a weekday that i've street parked my truck yet so i mean I haven't found anything that says you can't park a truck and it has a parking permit, so it should be fine. But they also say like steady code is you have to move it every three days. So I'll leave it parked until I get a citation like, hey, you need to move this to a different spot, even if it's like one spot away. Um, or if I don't get one for like two weeks, then I can always just pull the transfer case, bring it in the garage, rebuild it at my leisure and then pop it back in the truck. You know, um, But I don't want it to be like without transfer case. And then them be like, you got to move this, you know, to a different spot. And then I have to like inch it down the street with the Mazda every like couple days. <laughs> just going to move it a little bit, just a smidge. Yeah. Make sure the valve stems, just go out and jack tire up and move the valve stems. Yeah, there you go. That's the thing. <laughs> Wouldn't it be I'll funny? just winch it to a telephone pole and then winch it to the next one and winch it to the next one. Wouldn't it be funny if that's uh if you knew that's how they were like tracking it, if it was in the same spot, they're like, well, you know, we check valve stems and you go out like you go out every other day and jack the truck up and you like all four valve stems are like at like dead bottom at six o'clock. And then a couple days later, they're all straight up. Like all of them are exactly the same straight up at, at noon. And then next day it's like three o'clock <laughs> and then nine o'clock. Like you just keep moving. They're always, it's always like 90 degrees. <laughs> they're, they're all perfectly yeah. matched. <laughs> all perfect. Like, wow, this is crazy. He must just drive perfectly like it's in weird. a serpentine all the way every day. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe they're just clueless and would have no idea. I think that honestly just, I think it's like if somebody calls in a, uh, what do you call it? Um, Derelict. Uh, yeah, that's not, yeah. Uh, <laughs> abandoned vehicle, I guess. Yeah. And then, then they probably are like, okay, we're going to go look at it. Okay, it's in this spot. They take yeah. a picture and then they wait. And they're like, oh, it's still here. Now we have evidence, you know, mm-hmm. like we can give them a ticket. So right. I assume if like nobody's landed in, it's probably fine. But right. Then I also have to pull a transfer case on the street, which is, you know, it, it's not just pulling a transfer case either. It's pulling the belly skids yep. and then pulling most of the crop members and then pulling out a 200 pound doubler. So wait, the driveway is <laughs> not big enough for the truck? Huh? The driveway is not big enough for the truck? I had, you know what? I had the trailer on up until this morning or until this early afternoon. I really need to back it up. I, I, I walked it. And I know the tires will not be in the sidewalk, mm. but I think it's going to be like sticking out into the sidewalk a fair bit, oh, like an, an unacceptable amount. Um, but I really need to go back it up like all the way to the garage and see. I'll do that right after we get off the podcast. Heaven forbid somebody walking down the sidewalk should have to turn ever so slightly to go around the truck. Well, I it's know. more like heaven forbid they'd have to get into the street. 
<laughs> oh, oh, the sidewalk's that close to the street? Yeah, it's like sidewalk curb street. Oh, I got you. Yeah, got so you. it's like the end of the driveway is when the sidewalk does one of these, and mm -hmm. then it's street. I got you. And when yeah. I say driveway, I use that loosely. It's like some brick and some gravel. <laughs> oh, that's what the driveway is? Here, I'll show you. Okay, you're going to show <laughs> us. Uh, oh, that thing is short as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, like has... the Mazda was in it last night, and like I, I can obviously park the Mazda without having to like get out and right. check how close I am to the ground floor, and I'm not touching the sidewalk, but like it's short as shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. The truck will uh, definitely 100% stick into the sidewalk. The question is, is oh it sticking into the sidewalk enough to inconvenience people that they would call it in? That's right, the question. Yeah. Huh. You have to, you have to dick around and figure that out. And like, do you want the front of the truck sitting, sitting there to the back of the truck? You know, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you have to play around with that and see. Um, the other thing I could do, and this is Emily already vetoed this, but I could maybe convince her if I do something clever is open up the garage doors yep. and back the rear, back the rear of the truck ends where the tires aren't in the garage. Cause it's got that wood subframe. Right. Um, back them up to where they're just touching. Then it probably wouldn't stick into the sidewalk. The bed would be like a foot and a half or however much it overhangs tires into the dra into the garage. And then leave it like that. It doesn't rain here. Right? Like, yeah, you're, you're winning. <laughs> yeah, but then people could crawl under the truck and get into our house, which is, I think, what Emily's concerned about. So I'd have to, like, build another wall behind it. <laughs> yeah. It's not out of the question. It's not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Or just do it on the there's street. There's also a, uh, the, 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 there's a, a shop, not a shop, there's a place like 20 minutes away in San Jose where they have lifts and tools and all this jazz. So if I got real froggy, I could potentially get there like at 6 o'clock in the morning whenever they open up and work until 10 and do it all in one day if it is the transfer case. But then you gotta like make sure you have everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like I got a full bearing rebuild for 205 and I got a full seal kit and I got a full whatever else wears on one you know and then if you open you find out something weird has happened then what do you do you put back together broken and drive home because they don't let you keep vehicles there overnight oh I don't know I don't know if it was just like doing wheel bearing or something like that it would be fine but the transfer case is like it's not like I can just go to AutoZone and be like hey give me a 205 part uh i here <laughs> right yeah be like yeah in about four days we have to so, ship it from the 1970s let me ask you this did you uh bring jack stands with you yes can you jack up all four corners throw them on jack throw it on jack stands so it's completely off the ground and then stick it in front wheel drive and just let the transfer case do its do its deal in front wheel drive. Um, I drove it around in front wheel drive and it still made the noise, but it sounded like. Yeah. I mean, it it, it does the coasting too, the squeaking. So, okay. if it is a U joint, it's not just under load. You get right. what I mean, right? But that would that would tell you if the rear is not turning at all, and the front is that would eliminate everything from the output bearing on the transfer case forward. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. mine was spinning still. You're saying if it was, I could do that. That's yeah, a good idea. Process of elimination. And I probably I could, yeah, I could lightly press the brakes to put some load on it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That would just be a way yeah. to way to eliminate yeah. that. And then from there, all you have to do is drop one part of the skid, pull the rear drive shaft down, run it again, and say, okay, this is eliminated. By that time, you're going to know, you're yep. going to feel it, and then you'll either bind, either the drive shaft's going to have a bind in it or not. But uh, yeah, I, that'd be yep. a really simple solution that would not cause you a lot of, not much time. You know, you could do it in 15, 20 minutes. So I have a spare drive shaft from UA. So oh, yeah. if that ends up being the case, I can pop over the drive shaft and then take it to a shop, have them rebuild. Or if it's, if it's the drive shaft, I can replace U joints. Right. But, yeah. yeah. That would be the thing I would, I would try to start just, I would just start there and then yeah. assess that and then be like, Oh, oh okay. We do. Have to from, yeah. I'll be able to diagnose where it's coming from at home, but if it ends up being the transfer case, so if it's drive shaft, fine. I can do that in the street. You know, Fun. pull it out, bring the drive shaft into my garage, swap out U joints, put it back in. If I have to move it, I can move it around in front wheel drive, like you said. Fun um, fact. But 205, if it's a 205, then I have no idea. Or if it's right. a doubler, again, I have no idea. Uh, maybe, just maybe, if it is, if it does end up being the transfer case and you need to rebuild that transfer case, maybe. Jason will let you go down to his shop and stuff it in there. And, and uh, he's not very far from you. I just learned. And I'll tell you more about where he's from when we get not on the publics. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, don't know how, is one, two, I don't know how far <laughs> he is from you, but I imagine it's within like 20 to 30 minutes. So oh, nice. might be able to uh, work a little something with Jason and, and be able to use his shop. If you have to, if you have to go that route and then that'll be, give you a spot to put the truck and work on it for real quick. And I'm pretty sure you'll be famously friends. Yeah. Friday and then <laughs> like try and get started on it and work on it on Saturday, like take an right. Uber back or whatever. Uber, you have yeah. a Mazda. Oh, that's a good. Well, I, oh. I can't drive two trucks, two oh, vehicles at the same time, time, Steve. Yeah, you can just put it back right with the tow rope, crawler rope. Be fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could get a U-Haul trailer, but that would be a hundred bucks a day or something. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> More expensive than you. No, so you probably Uber back pretty cheap. Throw <laughs> the Mazda down there with a busted ass transfer case. Hope it makes it. <laughs> <laughs> Take my off. Tow the U-Haul trailer back to U-Haul with the Mazda. They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is not what we uh, agreed upon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Mazda could tow an empty car hauler. Um, it's towed probably 2000 pounds, but I would not go higher than that. Be worried about ripping that hitch off the subframe. It's fine. It's fine. Probably. Yeah. It's got big brake kit, right? It can stop. Yeah, it's good. It's got turbo. It can go fast. Yep. <laughs> it can go. It can <laughs> stop. Got a, uh-huh. got a, well, you know how you all ball hitches. They're like, a, they can take any ball hitch, right? So. Yeah. Because they got that like adjustable. And you do. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's got like the, you know, it normally comes under yeah. on a non pintle So that thing is like way down. It like moves. So if the ball is here. Yeah. And I know the listeners are going to be able to see this, but the, the thing kind of comes in like this. Up from the bottom. And so if angle. you got a two and five or a two inch or one and seven eighths ball, it'll fit on all of them. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it nuts? That is pretty wild. I don't know if all of the like that, but the 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 enclosed ones are. Yeah, the car haulers probably only work two and five sixteenths ball. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, could be. Well, that's how it goes. But that I would, yeah. What? I'm a big fan of all trailers, sorry. Still that wasn't much better. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm pretty sure it's Teams. I'm pretty sure that Teams is uh, muting you out because it is dual. Uh, what do they call that? Yeah. It's dual trying dual. not to get echo, probably. Yep. It's trying not to get echo. So, yeah. Yep. Should probably switch back to the headphones and go back in the garage or something like that for the Patreon. Or Derek just waits his turn to talk. Yeah, I'm too uh, Im- impatient or excited. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. But, uh, cool. all right. What I was trying to say is uh, I'm a big fan of U Haul. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of my money. And you know what? They're not, it's not a bad deal. You know, it works. Especially like the probably the trailer I rent the most is the little small open and closed open, not not enclosed trailer behind the Mazda because it turns the Mazda into a pickup truck and it's 15 bucks or 18 bucks a day. It's ridiculous. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, $18. And days. the nice thing about that isn't 42 inches off the ground like my truck bed is. <laughs> right. I need a low slung something. Yep. Uh, ah, ah. I lost my microphone. All right. Man down. Man, man down. M- microphone down. Mike right. down. Mike, Mike down. Uh, you want to wrap this one up and move to the Patreon? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, be sure to check out Complete Off-Road and the core event. Oh, I should probably give a swag pack update, you think? Yeah. Should I do that? Okay. Do it. Uh, everyone that purchased a swag pack should already have gotten an email. If you haven't, then you haven't been checking your email or you gave me the wrong email. But we sent out an email about um, about the swag packs. We're just waiting on the koozies and the shirts to come in. Uh, that was my fault. This is my first time trying to organize something like that, and I organized it improperly. I thought that the lead time was a lot shorter to get that stuff printed than it was. And so with that, um, it set me back about two more weeks than I thought it would. Uh, that is my fault. So I apologize. But they will be coming out. Uh, hopefully this coming week, we should be seeing the koozies and the shirts come in. So then once they get here, if I'm gone to core, I'm going to have uh, Nicole pack everything up and get it ready to get shipped out. So they should be either going out end of this week or early next week. Um, and I will give you a final update next Tuesday on as to what happened. I think we're going to do some kind of like campfire bullshit podcast, something or other. I was going to order some uh, wireless microphones for this and I didn't. So I don't we, understand it. Can we call it the chili bowl? The chili bowl? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> it's a good name. I don't understand. Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. I like it. Okay. We're just going to be called chili. Yep. I don't. I don't know if Jeremy's making chili or not. I, uh, but but Steve, regarding the mics, you could probably have everybody use their cell phones if they just keep it real close to their chest. Huh? You figure out an app that they like. I've seen all these TikToks where it's like these yeah. assholes just like using their phone, the microphone, and like right, and like they'll they'll move it away and we'll come back and like you can hear. So like if you have it, there's got to be a setting where it can be like or an app maybe that just does voice recording with noise canceling. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know shit about that. I was just going to get two wireless microphones, like just your like standard, like sure mic. Um, and then that way, nobody can talk without a microphone. You know what I mean? Because otherwise oh, you're going to have six assholes, you know, six assholes with microphones all talking at the same time. If only one person. It's a literal had. talking stick. Yes, it's a literal talking stick. <laughs> like you can talk, but you're not going to get on the podcast. So you have to wait your turn. Um, I figured that yell would be really loud. Yeah, yell, yell really loud and people will hear it. But uh, I, I don't know. I was going to buy a setup, but they're like, they're kind of pricey because um, you have to have an interface to use them. And so it was like anywhere from 300 to like a thousand. And I was like, oh, oof. Yeah. Far away are they going to be sitting? You just use your regular mics and get like extension. Oh, cables? these cords are long enough, but then you have to try to hold this microphone somehow. I'm not sure how. I don't know. I don't know. Thought about it. I'm going to take custom chairs or have everybody bring. Oh, I got it. How do they, how do they mount to the table? Do they have that like pin? Yeah. Get get some rod that has the ID the same size as that pin. And just have everybody like put a stake in the ground right in front of themselves. Hmm. Not rod, some tube. Hmm. Electrical conduit or something. I see what you're saying. That'd be an interesting concept. Yeah. I think the cords themselves are like a six or eight feet long. Plenty long enough to, to do it, but I don't know. This is what I was just kind of considering doing. Um, I just wanted to, I, I've been wanting to buy a wireless setup for a while. For a while. Um, but I haven't done it. For a Wyler? Yeah, for a Wyler. <laughs> uh, so like I, I, can buy, I can buy a cheapy... The idea is let us... the time this comes out, you're leaving like a day or two later, so... I take that back. I can buy this cheapy S9 UHF rechargeable microphone system karaoke microphone, which would probably be just fine uh, for $99. Probably. Yeah, for $99, but don't understand how it like connects. So I got to figure that part out. USB, maybe? Um, So they're wireless. I mean, to the interface. So what I need is I, I need like multiple audio channels. It does not have. Oh, my God. It just it, the mic out is a uh, quarter inch jack. 3.5? So I don't want that. I want I want multi channel out going to the recorder. That's what I want. This one here seems to have that. This one here has uh, some better options, maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'll figure it out, or I won't. Really? And then you'll get right now. You guys will get whatever the fuck you get. How about that? Do I like majestic? You guys? Yeah, a little bit majestic with the sun coming, the little stunt <laughs> sunburst back there. Like, ah, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> if only you had a mullet. I noticed the. Gl- like, oh, I look kind of fancy. Yeah, if you had a mullet and some, I don't know how to, some uh, shady rays. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the new thing, I right? I can't the old Alibaba special. Mm-hmm. Whoop. That's not... Anyway. Anyhow, uh, check out Complete Off-Road. They're the ones sponsoring the core event. It's going to be a good time. Um, go shout us out to a friend of yours or on your social medias. Or something. Tell somebody that you like this podcast. If you don't like this podcast, maybe don't tell them that. <laughs> Solid advice. Yeah. Do it on Friday. Do it on Friday. The 30th of September. 
Friday the 30th of September, we're doing a social media takeover where we spam the internets with T.O.P. content, with T.O.P. love. Seth is totally going to do it. I can see it. Not a chance. What? Not even a little bit? Nope. I'm not giving even, everyone your address, though. Not even Club XJ? Ooh, they're ruthless in there. Come on, just, just put it in there. Like, hey, this podcast really sucks a dick. You guys should go listen to it. Oh, they know who you are. Uh, they probably do. Old bougie blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll have that. Old two rice. <laughs> Anyhow, um, go check out uh, Crawler Offer. They're going to be joining us at that event. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get me some more, some new crawler gear, pretty sure. And then uh, also go check out Offered Anonymous and check out Morphlate. Uh, Seth, you got any last words? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. Nothing. Except you forgot the uh, phone number for Chris. I didn't think I had to do that anymore. Oh, we got to hear it. Can you do it? Not off the top of my head now. Really? And I just called him the other day. Jesus. 563-583-5363. Derek can do it. I was going to do it. Your mouth, bitch. Full, your mouth's full of peanuts. No, <laughs> they're popcorners. <laughs> the fuck is a popcorner? California it's food. It's like mocking day. What, what were those round rice or uh Yeah. The rice cakes. Rice patties. Yeah. Rice, rice cakes. Rice right? patties. Yeah, rice patties. They're like that but instead of I rice see. corn. I don't fucking know. They're good. Huh. These are like uh kettle corn flavored, so they're oh, like shit. sweet kind of. Mm. And they're like this whole bag is like a thousand calories. The whole thing. The whole bag. Uh is that a Which I uh, can't eat a whole is that a Trader Joe's thing? No, I think they got it at like Jewel or Kroger or whatever I you're. Don't have either of those things. Main, <laughs> mainstream. <laughs> yeah, they nope. may have it. They may have it. I haven't been up there to check it out. Yeah, we have Walmart around here. Walmart, so. Meyer, Got a Meyer. You got a Meyer over your place? Meyer. Bloomington's the closest Meyer you got. The closest Meyer you got? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you have that. Small town problems. You got to get I mean, IGA? I got no California. They're made. You got what? Sorry. I got these in California and they're made in New York. So they're clearly swept the whole country. Yes. You got, so anyway. got to search them. Okay. So you guys know the phone number. You know where you get a hold of them. Seth has no last words. Uh, my last words then will be don't let your wife take over your podcast because people will like it more than they like you. That is affirmative. Affirmative. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for episode 145. Uh, go sign up to be a patron. And so you can listen to whatever we're going to talk about next. Cause it's probably going to be something offered related. I'm going to make Seth talk at now actually on the, on the patron. We'll see. You will. I'll make you do it. I can make fun of <laughs> Dustin there. Dunge so it's head. fine. Oh yes, you can. It's 100%. Okay. There. So you know, be an insider. Go jump in the inside group. And if you're going to Cater Note, we'll catch you on the trail. It was with my 10 millimeter socket. And- uh huh. I found him. All right. That was. And, and with your PCM for your truck? Yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds about right.
we were watching uh Jeepster make we were watching uh Flex Rocks and Rollovers. And we're watching it, hold on. Did I'm, do I sound better or worse? Much better. Sweet. It should be because they're like hundred and something dollar headphones that are supposed to be noise canceling. But your room is still echoey. 